our, the title of our series this month has been Christmas Lights. And so we had said and I want to say again today that this series is really about us lighting up our world with the good news of Jesus Christ. That is that you and I are somehow uh, figuring out a way to be effective lights. I think there's nothing that is that is more of a disservice than to be a Christian, to be lit up and life be changed and your life be radically changed by the power of God and that you do not somehow carry that beyond yourself. I believe that is one of the greatest tragedies uh, and as it relates to Christianity because nothing, the devil would want us to do nothing more than to allow people to sit in darkness and have us to be uh, just overcome with fear and doubt and cynicism and, and, and not really getting out there and being voices for Christ. And so we got to fight with everything in us to be the representatives that God has called us to be. How many of you believe and know that God has called you with the holy calling? I mean, this is a, I mean, it is a vast responsibility that we have to be lights in darkness. I mean, it is huge. And so this is something that is very relevant to all of us who call ourselves Christians, particularly if you call yourself a serious Christian. Because what we cannot forget is that when Jesus left, he did not intend for us to sit back Find Christ, be saved, and to sit comfortably and just wait until either he comes back or until we expire and go to be with him. How many know he expects, he expects us to work? Everybody say work. Uh, come on. Everybody say work. Come on. Everybody say work. So today we want to explore how to be lights of peace. And so we've been talking about how to be effective lights for Jesus. We talked about Jesus being the light and and we've been, we started our series off with that. And so I want to talk today about how to be lights of peace. It's an important subject, I think, as whether people realize it or not, people are looking for peace. They're looking for internal peace. They tend to want a life that is free of worry, perpetual stress, fear, and doubt. A quick glance, as we all do as we live in this earth and we see the people who are around us and you can tell that people are not at peace with themselves. Now, oftentimes this is manifest in a variety of ways. And one of the ways that people try to somehow find peace is in material things. Now I happen to love giving gifts. I think it's a wonderful thing to give gifts and to show people our love and our appreciation. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think we ought to do it. I welcome it. But how many know that we will never, ever truly find our satisfaction in things? They will not. They're not designed to give us the kind of peace that we all want. And so man is in this kind of in this flux where where, where you know, they, they want peace. You know, and every time you turn around, you hear it, you listen to TV. There's always conversation, particularly when it when it, when it centers around some kind of a terrorism and, and, and all these things that we all hate. And we are praying uh, that God will just deal with. Uh, yeah, but when we look at all of these things and you keep hearing that people are just looking for peace. But yet but yet for some reason, and I think we know why it is, 
It's, it is, it's as if Jesus is the light in the world, and that voice that is crying out in the wilderness that's saying, I'm that peace that you're seeking, but yet for some reason people are turning to other things. So we turn to cars, we turn to houses, we return to money, we return to certain relationships and we turn to drugs and we turn to alcohol and we return to all of these things looking for peace. Because innately, we all believe that we're supposed to have it. And how many of you know that we truly are supposed to have it? Part of what God is doing is he's bringing a restoration of all things. How many of you know that Jesus is in the process of fixing it? Amen. And the way that he is fixing it, watch this now. You are, I know you say, well, pastor, I don't know anything about carpentry. But you are the fixer-upper. You are the one that represents Christ. You and I, we're, we're the ones that, that have been called of God to help fix the problem. Because in case you didn't realize or not, Jesus ain't here. He's not here. He, he's up there. He said, I'm going to give you power. And I'm, I'm, let me say this. And if the church don't do what the church is supposed to do, nothing will happen. Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose will be loose. In other words, the church has authority that has been given it by God. So if the church is sit by and wait, how many know God don't want us waiting in that way? God wants us to be engaging in this very, very dark world. How many of you would say today, Pastor? I'm at peace. Come on, I want to see your hands. How many of you would say today? I'm at peace. So we've only got two people here at peace. Oh, I got a lot of work to do. Oh, God. Glory to God. I got a lot of work to do. So you mean to tell me you're saved? How many of you say you're saved? You know Jesus as Savior. Then if you're saved you know Jesus as Savior, you're supposed to be at peace. You are supposed to be at peace. And if you're sitting here, if you didn't raise your hand initially, the devil has been robbing you and you have been allowing him to do it. Because how many know we can't share peace if we're not living in peace? Y'all understand what I'm saying? You can't be, you can't share what you don't already have. So we got to first come to realize who we are. And, and this is why I think it's important because I think this is why God wanted me to change it. Because see, see what happens is we have to go back to the place because, you know, after a while, you know, after you've been saved for a while. Right. You've heard just about every sermon there is to hear. You've gotten about all the lessons, you know, and after a while, if you don't watch it, things will become routine, mundane. And you will start finding yourself kind of slipping back into a pattern. And, and every Sunday, it's almost like you're looking for the next fix. And so we become church junkies. Y'all know what I, y'all know what I mean. I a church junkie. You're just looking for a fix, looking for something that give me a word, give you a word for what? How many know that? How many know that, 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 that the word of God will never, let me just say this. How many know the word of God will never change? Amen. This book will never change. The gospel itself will never change. And the gospel is most effective when that gospel is being applied, when we begin to absorb it and live it. Because if you don't live it and all you, if you know it, but you don't live it, to me, you still don't know it. Because if your knowing hasn't turned to some kind of action on your part, then you need to keep knowing it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I know that I know that was bad English, but I think you got the point. And so so as lights of peace, we are called to point men to the prince of peace. 
And so one of the reasons why I think sometimes that we don't get in peace, watch this church, because Jesus says something. He was talking about the tares. He said that sometimes that the, he talks about how the, the, we go out to sow and how, you know, when it comes down to the cares of this life and all the stuff of this world, sometimes it has a capacity to kind of choke the word of God that is in us and we become unfruitful. Why? Because I'm bogged down with all the cares of this world. I got so many things going on that I don't really have time for all of that. And so what happened is when we don't we don't we don't kind of go back to the base and kind of remember what God did and where he brought us from. Then, then in, in a sense, we kind of live our lives in a kind of a dry way because it's like eh. and all of a sudden we start saying talking about things like you being saved by God's grace, it don't get you excited no more. How many know that I'll never get old? That Jesus washed you from your, you saved. Remember where, how many know we all just need to go back? Look at the neighbor and say, we need to go back. We need to go back and remember what God brought us from because that will inspire the kind of radical inspiration that we need to engage. Jesus is the way of peace. In fact, I, I want to talk a little bit about Jesus. Then I'm going to kind of paint. Uh, how do I want to do that? I'm going to talk a little bit about Jesus and who he did and what he did for us. And in so doing this, here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to personalize and I want you to think about where God brought you from. Because it's important because you don't want to forget. Because, it's, you know, one of the things that uh, y'all remember in uh, Deuteronomy uh, you know, when, when, right, when, when Moses, the whole book of Deuteronomy, Moses was kind of telling all the people, y'all remember all that God brought you through. Why do you think that Moses kept having to tell the people all the time, remember, 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 remember? Read the book of Deuteronomy. Oh, remember, 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 remember. Why do you keep saying that, brother Moses? Because we forget. We take things for granted. And so we need to come back here and we need to realize who this Jesus is that we're serving. How many of you believe that we're serving an awesome Jesus? Come on. The Bible says, and, and, and look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 19 and 21. Um, actually, I want you to go down to verse number 21 for time's sake. I don't want to keep you too long today. And the Bible says, and she will bring forth a son, talking about Mary. And we shall call his name Jesus. And watch this, church. He will save his people from their sins. That's why Jesus came. Primarily, the world is bogged down with sin. And as a consequence of sin, there is no peace. Y'all follow me. The more sin, no peace. Y'all getting this? And so, so the result of a, of, a, of a sin is what we're seeing, not just in our nation, but we're seeing it around the world. We're seeing terrorism, acts of violence. We're seeing poverty. We're seeing sickness. We're seeing disease. We're seeing hate. We're seeing nation against nation, ethnos against ethnos. We're seeing all of these various things. Why? Because we are not, watch this. We are not, as I'm, I say we, I'm talking about the world. The world, we are not at peace with God. How many know that there could be no peace without Jesus? There used to, there used to be a saying when I was in the college, and I used to walk the streets, and uh, this was when I wasn't walking with Jesus. Uh, and, and we used to walk down the street, no justice, no peace. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no justice, you know, hold the signs up. Brother, no justice, no peace. I'd say, no Jesus, no peace. Because that's the truth. See, man is not in trouble today. 
Watch this. Because he got money problems, financial problems. Man is in trouble today because he is not right with God. He has, y'all listen to me. So, so Jesus came to bring peace. He's the prince of peace. Now watch this. Stay with me. He will save his people from their sin. Now that is the most profound thing that Jesus could ever do for any of us. The most important thing is that he saved us from our sin. That means a whole lot. Because without that, that without Jesus doing that, we would have no hope. We would have no hope. We would be shut off from the life of God. And all we would have to look forward to is death. The wrath of God. But because Jesus came, died for our sins. Watch this church. We have life now through his son, Jesus Christ. So all, look at verse 22. He will save his people from his sins. For all this was done that it might be fulfilled. which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin child will bear his son. She shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And this is really sort of a, 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 a conversation, begins a conversation about Jesus' his divinity. Because as we said in recent weeks, the in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word what? Was God. So Jesus came with the authority. He comes as God. Now, how many know that only God can give us real peace? You can't find it in nothing else. And I'm telling you, boy, the devil. See, so, so now watch this. So let, let, let's look at Now turn to Romans chapter 3. I'm going to go somewhere with this. I want you to stay with me. I'm, I'm building. Go to Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. Because I want you to get this into your spirit. And then we're going to, and then, and then we're going to kind of tie this thing together. The Bible says, look at this. It says, now, there is none righteous, no, not one. This is the condition of man today. This is what we are confronted with. And I know that you got people that you work with, people who are neighbors. They make more money than you. They got higher status, I guess, according to what the world believes status is, than you. Um, you know, they, they seem to be doing well. They seem to be doing much better. But, you know, the Bible said that there is none righteous, no, not one. The best of us, the very best, as the Bible like to say that, that our righteousness is like a, a filthy rag. He says, no, there is none who understands. There is none who seek after God. Church, let me, let me explain that to you. Not only is there is none that seek after God, um, you know, as, as far as unbelievers, but even we as Christians, we don't seek after God like we should. Come on, let's be honest. We don't seek God like we should. I mean, how many know we have to work at that thing, don't we? Man, I mean, we had to work. Man, I got, I know, I know, boy, it's been a couple of days. I know I need to spend some time in prayer. Man, it's been a week. You know, you have to tell yourself. You have to put it on the schedule. You have to make yourself do it. Why? Because you're not seeking after God the way you, you're broken. How many know men are broken with sin? The Bible says that they have all turned aside. Not just a couple of them. Everybody. Look at the neighbor and say everybody. everybody. This is the condition of man. Everybody. And watch this, without Christ, this is, you, this is you too. They have together become unprofitable. There is no one who does good. Watch this, no, not one. Well, what, 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 wait, wait, wait a minute, Pastor. There are some people that are doing some really, really good things. The Bible says, how many know that God's standard is perfection? Y'all hear that? God's standard is perfection. So if you're not perfect, you are not right with God. 
I know that's hard for some because we like the Bible says that we like to compare ourselves with ourselves because when we compare ourselves with ourselves, we make ourselves feel better, don't we? But when you're comparing yourself to somebody else who's broke just like you, they, you just might be a little bit more broke than they are, but everybody is broke. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? He said, watch this. He said, their throat then is an open tomb. With their tongue, they have practiced deceit. The poison of ass is under their lips, whose mouth is full of, watch this, cursing and bitterness. Look at this. And their feet are swift to shed blood. Are y'all getting this? Destruction and misery, watch this, are in their ways. Now watch this, watch this. And here it is, verse 17. Y'all still with me? Say amen. And the way of peace, there it is, the way of peace they have not known. The why have they not known the way of peace? Because man has been separated from God. And there is no peace until that gap can be bridged. And this is where you and I come in. Now, now I'm gonna, I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but, but I want y'all to stay with me. So, so look at, so going back to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. So I want you to understand, there, that, that was the condition of men. So when he says here, he says in verse number 14 of Ephesians chapter 2, he says, watch this, Jesus is our peace. Jesus is the answer to peace. Jesus is peace. He represents peace. He, he embodies peace. Jesus is our peace. Now, I know we say this sometimes, and it sounds religious. Is it, man, man, all you need is Jesus. How many of you really believe that all you really need is Jesus, and you'll be all right? How many of you really believe that? Uh, Y'all don't even know how to answer the question. Look at you. you, just, you know, you're like, I don't know what to do with that, Pastor. I have no idea. Jesus is our peace because the way of peace they have not known because of sin, because of unrighteousness, because of a separation from God. So no matter what they do, they cannot find peace until they come to Jesus. Now, supposedly you found it. If you receive Jesus. You came to Christ, you found it. So when he said, Paul says to the Ephesian church, he said, for us, Jesus is our peace. And Jesus not only for us, but he is to everybody else, but they just don't realize it and know it yet unless the gospel of Jesus Christ opened their blind eyes. For he, watch this, who he, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken, watch this church, he has made both one, all right, now watch this. He made us one with God and had broken down the middle wall of separation. Right? So there was this wall. I want you to understand. So there's this wall that right now that is between God and man. There's this wall. And somehow men want to try to get around it. They try to want to move up under it. But, but here's the problem. Man is in, pro in trouble today, not because we can't figure out how to deal with North Korea. Y'all listen to me. Not because we can't figure out how to fix the economy. Not because we can't figure out how to help the poor. None of Man is in, problem, in, in trouble today because there's a wall. I'm not talking about the wall Trump wanted to build. I'm talking about there's a wall that is much more important than that wall. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? There's a wall of separation. There's a wall. And in no way that, listen, 
Ain't, ain't but no way that wall was going to be broken down. There's no other way that wall can be broken down than through Jesus Christ. Remember, he is our peace. He's it. I'm not trying to be arrogant, mister. I'm not trying to be conceited. I, I love you enough to tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. He is our peace. He is the one that will break down that wall so that what? We can now have relationship with God. And in so getting relationship with God, we'll experience peace. True peace. Now, now I'm going to take you somewhere with this. Oh, so, uh, gosh, stay with me. Watch this. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity. Now, what is the enmity? What is he talking about? He's talking about the commandments, right? How many know that the commandments of God are just and true? Righteous altogether. But guess who ain't? <laughs> We're not, right? So God's, God's standard was we have to fulfill every jot, every tittle of his law had to be absolutely, unequivocally perfect. You can't break now one. If you keep all the commandments and you break one, the scripture says you've broken them all. That's like, man, I, I can't win. Exactly. <laughs> you can't do it. Nobody can do it. Yet there are people around you right in your neighborhood every day. They think if you talk to them that they are going to get to heaven by the works that they do. They think that somehow because they're not as bad as Brother John on the street, that somehow God is going to accept them. And somehow that, that wall that is there, that they're going to penetrate it by their own good works. Can't do it. Can't do it. Watch now. He says now, having abolished in his flesh, Jesus abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinance, and so, so as to create in himself one new man. How many know that when you come to Christ, you become a new man? Watch this. One new man from the two, thus making peace. Everybody say peace. Because we need to be, see, we want peace. I'm trying to, this is how we get peace. This is how we tell people about peace. So we want, so the only way it had to happen is Jesus had to come on our behalf, died, was crucified, was buried. He rose again. He was the sinless, perfect lamb. He was God in flesh. The only one and only that could abolish uh, the, you know, the, the, the thing that was holding us back. And that was the law of commandments. So what did Jesus do? Jesus came and he fulfilled every commandment. Why did he fulfill it? Because he's perfect. So Jesus said, so it's like the commandments are like right there. We can't keep, we, we're at a crossroads. I, I, I can't do it. I'm trying hard. I'm trying to do my best, but I can't do it. Jesus come. He died for us. Pay our sin debt. How many know that we had a debt that we could not pay back? Pays our sin debt. And so paying our sin debt and we receive his free gift. Everybody say free. Thus now we have peace with God. So the thing that was holding us back was the fact that we couldn't keep the law. Jesus came. He kept it. Come on. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. He, he did it. He did it. And, and, and because he did that, you got peace. Now watch this. Here's the most important thing. You got peace with God. Because you remember I said before that the foundation of peace, true peace, is peace with God. Now I'm going to show you something here in a moment. Because there's a false kind of peace. Y'all know that. And the devil's always messing with us with these false kinds. But Jesus is our peace. He's broken down the wall of separation. He made us peace. Now watch this. 
And, and in verse 17, and watch this, he came and he preached peace to you who were afar off. The whole time while you were acting crazy, running off in the street, doing whatever you wanted to do, not every time something on the radio came on about God, every time a preacher, somebody talked to you about church, you were running, you had nothing to do with it. At that moment, Jesus was preaching peace to you. He was coming after you. He was coming. And how many know he's still coming after you today because he loves you that much. And what is he preaching? I'm preaching peace. <laughs> Look at the name and say, preaching peace. He wants us to walk in peace. It's, how many know that peace is your inheritance as a Christian? Peace is your inheritance as a Christian. Stop letting the devil steal from you. Jesus is the ultimate peacemaker. He's preaching peace. Now the Bible says because of all that Jesus did, it says now therefore having been justified by what? Faith. That's Romans 5.1. We have peace with God. All right? I'm boy, but I'm right now. See, now I'm on my way to peace. See, because any other peace is not real peace. Because the, see, the real problem with society is that there's the, the, the there's this uh, there's, there's there's this hostility, if you will, between God. There's this kind of like this fight. It's kind of like if you can see it in the spirit. It's like this standoff. Man and God. Man saying God. I can do what I want to do. I can be what I want to be. I'm my own person. And I can figure this out on my own. Thank you very much, God. And by the way, when I need you, I call you. And then when I call you, God, I expect you to come. But other than that, you stay over there. And God, on the other hand, is saying, you need to get right. Oh, it don't work that way. Come unto me. Come unto me. I want to give you real peace. So I want you to get this picture. I want you to get this thing into your spirit. And so now we have been justified by faith. This standoff now because of what Jesus did and because we received it. Ah, I'm at peace now. You know what? I got peace knowing that my sins have been forgiven. I got peace knowing that I'm going to live forever with Jesus. I got peace knowing that I will rule and reign forever. I got peace knowing that no matter what kind of condition this world is in, Jesus overcame it. Are y'all hearing that this morning? No, I got ahead of myself, but that's okay. And, and, and so, so and look, at, look at John chapter 27, 14, verse 27. The gospel of John chapter 14. Look at this. It says, Jesus said this now. Peace I leave with you. Now he's speaking to the disciples because he, he's, he's getting ready to leave. He's been preparing them all for this moment, right? He's been preparing them. He knows he's about to die for their sins. He's about to atone for them. He's been kind of putting that seed, planting that seed in them, been kind of communicating them. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die for you, but I'm going to come back. I'm going to die. And some of them, they just couldn't get it. But Jesus just kept saying it. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. But I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. Watch. So, so he says to them in the context, and that's why I don't want to do it in context. Jesus says, now, peace I leave with you. And I believe that this is meant for us here today, too. Because Jesus knew we'll be reading this gospel. Y'all hear what I'm saying? He says, I give you, not as the world gives, I give unto you. Why? Because what the world gives you is fake. <laughs> it ain't real peace. It ain't real peace. You ought to know better. See, this is why you need to go back to this every now and then. You need to, re you need to say, wait a minute. Why, why is my soul troubled? Why am I not at peace? Something ain't right. 
Well, something is not right with my soul. I need to get back to what, who, what God did, who he, what he did for me. He said, now, you know, Jesus, I'm giving you peace. Like I said before, the peace of knowing I'm being forgiven, the peace of knowing I have eternal life, the peace of knowing that I've overcome the world. Jesus, not as the world give it. It's not a peace that is based upon whether or not I got what I want for Christmas. Some of your kids right now, you know, it's like, you ever seen kids like get upset when they don't get what they want? And man, they'll take every toy you bought them, they'll throw it to the side. You ever seen them open up, boy, that ticks, boy, I ain't details, give me, get me. But you ever seen, they just get in there, they just, uh, they just open all the gifts up. <laughs> they ain't what I want, they ain't what I want. Until they get to what they want, you're sitting there like, you want grateful thing. But, well, here's what I think. I don't even know why I said that, but, you know, it, it sounded right. But, but what are we teaching our kids? What are we communicating to them? See, see, we have to, see, this is why I say, see, our spiritual responsibility is to feed, as parents, our job is to feed our children with the truth of God's word. Right? We feed them. Because we want them to understand that your peace, son and daughter, will not come based upon the circumstances and conditions of this world. How many know that Jesus' peace is supposed to surpass all? How many know that Jesus gives you a peace that's out of this world? Literally. A kind of peace, watch this church, this was Jesus, a kind of peace that ain't shaken by what the doctor said. A kind of peace that is not predicated upon what I have in my bank account. A kind of peace that's not predicated upon the material things I have I don't have. Jesus, I give you peace, not as the world. I'm giving you a perpetual peace because you, have, you know that, that you can be of good cheer. Why? Because he overcame the world. And all of his, watch this, and all of his issues. <laughs> How many know it's heavy laden with issues? Jesus says, and, and, and in fact, that's where I wanted to go. In, in John 16, 33, he said this, these things I've spoken to you. The be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. These things, let me go back. These things I've spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace. There it is. That in me, who is in Christ today? So what is Christ's will? Talk to me. Talk. What is his, is his will? I'm just, is his will for you to be in peace? He's there in me, in me. I'm telling you all this. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. I know you don't want to hear that. Yeah, in the world, right, there's going to be pain. There's going to be brokenness. There's going to be sickness. There's going to be crime. There's going to be hurts. We're going to hurt. But we don't sorrow as others who have no hope, right? Because why? Jesus overcomes. So Jesus said this. You can be happy even though everything ain't going your way. If you live Christ, if you die Christ, you are in a win-win situation. Are y'all getting this in your spirit? So you can have peace knowing that because the world don't have that. Because if you see, in their minds, we don't know what's going to happen. We're going to give it a shot. I don't know about you. But I don't want to leave my eternal destination up to chance. <laughs> when I got the word of God, it's telling me right here. Jesus has overcome. So now, in conclusion, everybody say conclusion. I got to skip half of this. I'm, I'm rushing, so y'all got to forgive me. So I'm trying to get you out of here. But so watch this. So look at 2 Corinthians 5, verses 18 through 20. So now that you understand 
that you have a peace. You're going to invite Jesus that you will have tribulation in this world. He says you can be of good cheer. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have problems. Don't act all surprised. Don't let that get you down. Just deal with it. Turn it over to Jesus. Keep walking in faith. Keep believing. Because how many know the just shall live by what? Come on, walk with me. Faith, faith. We live by faith. The Bible says let the, oh, let me, let me, let me give this verse. Colossians 3.15. The Bible says let the peace of God rule. Now, what does it mean to let something happen? I'm just asking. It's okay to talk back to me. You, you allow it, right? You give way to it. He says, Colossians 3, I got to put my glass on God. I can't even see it. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Allow it. Let it. Just like he said, let not your heart be troubled. But if your heart is troubled, worried, stressed out, as we like to say, come on. He says, let the peace of God. You got to allow God's peace to rule. I mean, what are you, what's ruling your heart today? What's ruling your heart? What's ruling? Now, why is it, Pastor, well, Pastor, why do you keep harping on this? Because we can't be lights of peace until we walk in the very peace that we're trying to give people. Are y'all hearing me? How are we going to be lights of peace if you're sitting around for Christmas, right? You're supposed to be the light of the world because Jesus is inside of you. And, and you're just as mad and frustrated, stressed out as everybody else who don't have a relationship with God. Tell me, how are we going to help anybody like that? Ain't going to help nobody. We have become a part of the problem where, where yet God has given us the solution. He says in 2 Corinthians 5, 18, verse 18 and 20. You there? Come on. All right. Everybody stand to, stand to your feet. I'm, I'm, I'm finishing right here. I'm finishing. So he says, now all things are of God. All things are of God. Watch this. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ? That's where all of us, we've been reconciled to God through Christ. We have peace now. So now we have this peace we are made right with God. God has given us hope. He's given us eternal life. He's fixed our sin problem, which is the biggest problem facing man. There will never be a problem uh, worse than sin. Sin is a root of every problem in the earth. Sin, not being right with God. Now, all things are of God. And watch this. Who has reconciled us to himself? Watch this. Through Jesus Christ. Now, here it is. Y'all still, I want you to stay with it. And watch this. And has given us. Everybody say us. us. Right? Now point to yourself. Come on, point. You. He's given us. Well, when these people gonna get right with God? Why don't they come to church? Why didn't they this? Why my neighbor? Why, 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 why? Who has he given the responsibility to? Now, I, I, know, I, I know how we do it. Now, he gave it to the pastor. Oh, he gave it to brother, brother Sean. He, he gave it to brother Jacoby. He, he can, he, he can, he a better preacher than I am. He is his, his brother. I, 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 I'm just going to be a support. Oh, I had to step on some toes. Didn't I? I, I'm, I'm, I, I, you got your way. I got my way. He's given us, everybody in this room, the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, reconciliation. In other words, getting right with God. That's our ministry. Wow. Pastor, I've been, you've been calling the ministry. I ain't been calling the ministry. The devil is a liar. Everybody in this room has been calling the ministry. Amen. 
I'm not called. If you ain't living like you're called, you ain't living like you're supposed to be living. Because we all have been given this ministry. And Christ has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He didn't say, I've given it to preachers. He said, I've given it to those who went to college for four years and got a degree. He's given it to us. The ministry of reconciliation. Watch this. That God was in Christ. It is. Reconciling the world to himself. Not imputing their trespasses to them. And has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That is the word of reconciliation right there. So we're to tell people. Because the reason why people don't have no peace. Because they don't fundamentally. They're not right with God. See, see you got to help them to see that. That your problem. Your lack of peace. Is, is, is a root problem in your, your relationship. Or lack thereof with Jesus Christ. That's what we got to communicate to people. And, and we got to tell them that listen. That through Christ, God is not going to impute sin against you. He's going to, he laid all those sins, all your sins, God laid them all on Christ. How many know this is good news? That's news that never get old. Every time somebody, listen, every sin that somebody committed. Because you know there are people out there today, there are bums on the street. Let me, let me say this. There are bums on the street. There are broken people sitting on the street today, sitting in corners, walking around, pushing carts and baskets because they feel like that they, they are they're nothing. They feel worthless. They feel like they went too far. They feel like there's no forgiveness for them. They feel like they've just completely, there's no hope. And we have this word of reconciliation. Now then, watch this. Look at verse 20. He says, now, now then, we are, get this, we are ambassadors for Christ. That's us. As though, here it is, as though, because I told you before, Jesus is not here. As though God were pleading through what? There it is. Through us. We implore you on, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is the message. So watch this, church. The spirit of this is saying that Christ is reaching people through us. And if people are going to find peace, they're going to find it because of us, the church. I mean, that's why church, we got to get busy. We got to get busy. God is, oh, God. Mm, oh, God, so much. But I mean, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. But they should be called the sons of God. Let me tell you something. Peacemakers, it does, not only does it mean that we're to Pursue peace with everybody. Because I mean, no, God wants us to walk in peace as much as it lies on us. We need to have peaceful relationships um, with people in the church, obviously, and people outside the church. But, but when he said, I think that word, I think that verse, blessed out of peacemaker, has, has blessed out of peacemakers, I think it has a dual meaning. I think it also means blessed out of peacemakers, the ones who make, who, who help people find peace with God. So, number one, that we're to be at peace with people in our relationships. But blessed are the peacemaker in this sense is that we help people to get right with God. That's what we do. We're, we're that. We're that. So, we say things like, man, we got, the church got it all. The church is the hope of the world. The church is it. The, the, the church really is. And so as you're walking around and people and you see people and they have no peace or have anguish down on the inside and they're telling you all their problems and they're talking to you. Don't you miss out that opportunity to open your mouth and tell them that, listen, there's a peace that can come your way that that that, that will surpass every problem. Because here's the here's the here's the truth. Problems ain't going away until Jesus come back. 
problem ain't going to. So don't, you can't tell people, well, look, you get right with God, you ain't going to have no more problem because then you're lying to them. No, you get right with God and in the midst of your problems, you will have peace. And that is more valuable than anything else. Knowing that I'm right with God fixes everything else because I can totally blow it on this end. But boy, uh, by the grace of God, he saved me. He covered me. Then you know what? I can still have peace and joy. It ain't all over for me. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You can blow it real bad. But as long as, you get, as, long as you're right with God, everybody say, you're okay. Because he covers you. That's it. I mean, I'm covered. So, you know, man, I can walk with my head up. I can walk in peace. Yeah, brother, how are you doing it? Man, you know, this, I lost my job today. This ain't go right, man. My dog ain't acting right. My folks ain't treat me right at the job. Man, you know, I had a rough week. But you know what? I still got Jesus. I want to hear more of that kind of talk. Yeah, this is what, I don't want you to deny your reality. I want you to state the reality, but then state the, 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 the most important reality. I got peace with Jesus. Amen. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. Father, in the name of Jesus.